Welcome to Learned Lang, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda's in Zephyr A, and I am in Zephyr B. This is season 30 for me and season 26 for Amanda. And this is day 23 of season 98, recording a day late. Question 1 asks us, what are the two types of photoreceptor cells in the human retina? This is rods and cones. Just something I learned, I think, in middle school biology. Yeah. And I know one of them... Uh, one of them receives color and the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. And one of them is kind of in the middle and the other one's more around the sides. Okay. Um, and uh, I think one is more receptive to... L- the color one is more, like, or less sensitive to light and that's why you can kind of see a little better in the dark on the sides. Okay. I think that's a thing I learned in Boy Scouts. may or may not be true, but I'm pretty sure I learned it in Boy Scouts. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is rods and cones. Yeah, and I should say it's in vertebrates. It's not just in humans. Sure. Um, but I also put down rods and cones because this is a pretty basic biology fact that, you know, somewhere along the way you learn about it in school, generally mm. speaking. Uh, if you have a school science class, um, it, yeah... It's, that's it. I, I didn't even think too hard about <laughs> yeah. which one is which or anything. I just know it's rods and cones. Let's move on. Yeah, this is definitely the one I put the least thought into. Zero in it for both of my opponents. Yeah. And because that was correct. Rods and, <coughs> excuse me, rods and cones. Yep. Uh, question two, I find hilarious uh, <laughs> because it says boxing matches that included as many as eight fighters were an early use of what two word phrase, which is. Uh, now very popular in modern video gaming. Right. Um, so this is, uh, I think, you know, one of the uh, video game type things that I know by osmosis. Mm-hmm. I, I've never played uh, PUBG or however you say it or any other similar games, but I know that this whole thing where there's a bunch of different fighters that are all trying to win out over each other is a battle royale. Um and I feel like there was also a, a, a video game called that. I want to say there was a, uh, there was a move, a, a few movies, yeah, uh, from Japan and a, uh, a book. I think a, a novel, not a manga. Oh, okay. Uh, that was called that. Okay. I don't know whether any games have actually been called that. It's I, I somehow I thought that there was that it was maybe even a. Or is there like a Nintendo franchise one that is a battle royale, but with lots of different characters? Uh, yeah, Smash Brothers. Yeah, that I think I've heard it called that okay. as, a, as a sort of style of video maybe. game. I don't know whether that is a battle um, royale, actually. I think that's just a, a one-on-one, but yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, um, yeah, either way, I, battle royale is the phrase that came to mind. Nothing else uh, bothered to, so that's mm-hmm. what I went with. Now, the reason I say I found this hilarious is that uh, in terms of time, linear calendar time, this has been used most lengthily. In, <laughs> for, for, the, for the widest span of time, this, this is used in professional wrestling. Right. It was a brief thing in boxing. Uh, I don't know whether it was the Marquess of Queensberry rules that officially got rid of it or whether just... You know, people realized it's incredibly dangerous. Mm. Um, but the term was picked up by wrestling mm-hmm. uh, because it was a great way to uh, to put a bunch of dudes in the ring 
and have one winner and just kind of get everybody their paycheck and it's a big spectacle and uh, in particular it was used a lot when Andre the Giant was a touring attraction because he would come into town and instead of beating your champion and then you know making your local guy look weak and taking your belt and going away um, he would just come in and he would win one of these battle royals against like 10 dudes in your in your area and Obviously, he was going to win because he's this giant guy, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't make anybody look bad. Ah, uh, so that was a that was a big thing for <laughs> a long time uh, before and after Andre the Giant. It's still a big thing in wrestling, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, relatively recently, it became a thing in video games. So, okay. so this question skips over the the longest span of usage <laughs> of this term. I see, uh, but it is definitely battle royale. Mm-hmm. And that is the correct answer. Question three asks us what single-named French novelist wrote the Claudine series, Chérie and Gigi. This was absolutely the most insane pull of possibly this season for me. Wow. Because <clears throat> I have no reason to know this. I have never read any of these books. I recognize Gigi as a Broadway play. <laughs> And or musical, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I recognized it as such. It may have been when we were uh, trying to figure out the Rodgers and Hammerstein question. Oh. Like I, I was, I, I did a lot of flipping through Wikipedia that day. Obviously, after I answered, uh, just kind of trying to figure out. Oh, does the fact that it was Rodgers and Hammerstein in that order, Hammerstein, uh, mean that one was the musician? And you may remember from that discussion, uh, Lerner and Lowe, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Lowe was the musician, Lerner was the lyricist. Lerner and Lowe did Gigi. Right. So I don't know whether I saw that and just happened to think, to, to you know, like click through on that particular Wikipedia page and see that it was by this Colette person. I don't know. But for some reason, Gigi by Colette just tripped something and... and the the key fit directly into that synapse and i was Mm -hmm. like okay yeah colette Mm -hmm. that is one of those if it's not this i got no clue Mm -hmm. yeah this one is uh a very um let me start that again this one is essentially just i listened to a podcast about colette specifically uh, I can't remember if it was the In Our Time podcast, which is the BBC series with historians, which is very enjoyable because they um, often get to be highly British about things in that dry sort of mordant or witty way that um, is is fun to listen to, especially on podcast format. Uh, or it might have been Stuff You Missed in History class, but I think it was the former. I think it was In Our Time and... Um, they went through um, just kind of the history of her life, which was a very interesting life because she never kind of settled down and have, had a traditionally feminine life. She was very open about all her love interests and uh, was with lots of younger men and her novels were considered kind of racy in that way. And um, and so she, you know, and, and her, her novels got more and more um, they had more and more sort of literary merit over time. Um, and, and she was just kind of a Renaissance woman in a 
proto-feminist, you know, icon of the first half of the 20th century. Um, and so it was interesting to, to learn about her. And so this was pretty, you know, I, I did have to pause to think about it a little bit and kind of just make sure I'm thinking of Colette, not like Anais Nin or someone else, but like, that's two names. That's not mononymous. That's, you know, a first name and a last name. Um, and really that was the only, uh, other answer that came to mind as a possibility. So, uh, I put down Colette. And that was the correct answer. Uh, it makes sense that you get it less than I do. <laughs> She's a very famous novelist. It doesn't make zero sense that you She's would get it. She's a very it. famous French novelist, I'm guessing. From yes. the, oh yeah, it says that. French novelist from the early 20th century. Yeah. Which is, there are, there are levels of fame. Like, <laughs> this, this is the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey argument uh, hmm. where, you know, uh, uh, some women are, are saying, are kind of trying to trigger their boyfriends by saying like, wow, now Travis Kelsey's really going to be famous. Yeah. And the dudes absolutely <laughs> lose their esh because mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey is very famous. He's yes. one of the best tight ends in his, of his generation. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's one of the best athletes playing the biggest sport in America. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he hosted Saturday Night Live yeah. before this, you know, before Taylor Swift noticed him. Oh, yeah. Uh, or at least publicly. Um, but, yeah, at the same time, there's a huge segment of our society that has that had absolutely no idea who Travis Kelsey was. Right. And let me tell you something. Outside the U.S. ain't still nobody who knows who Travis Kelsey oh, is. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Taylor Swift is much more famous globally. Yep. Than Travis Kelsey, than any American football player. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Colette, very famous French novelist of the early 20th century, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Those are all things that I don't know about. If you say so, you know about a lot of stuff. Um, but, yeah, the, it's definitely the, the slippage between, like, Taylor Swift is probably one of the top mm -hmm. five artists in America. Mm-hmm. And up there in the world rankings, too. And, yeah, Travis Kelsey is, like, in the top thousand NFL players of not all the, time. Like... Not the most famous player on his team. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That would be something if she started dating Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that would be a whole other level of stuff. Anyway. Yeah. You knew we were going to eventually get to a Taylor Swift, <laughs> Travis Kelsey thing. That just, that had to happen. That Absolutely. Is, that is too glorious to not discuss. Because anyway. we are hip young podcasters who can talk to the young. <laughs> Question four asks us for the name of the highest peak on Cyprus and says this should not be confused with many other mountains across the globe and beyond. And beyond. Yeah, I just figured that this was you know, kind of in that Aegean area near Greece, like where, you know, these mythological types of things, like the highest peak is likely to be an Olympus because that's like the, the, where the gods are going to live. And, um, I just figured, you know, it specifically references another mountain, 675 miles to the Northwest, which I thought was pretty much pointing directly at Greece as far as I know. Um, if I'm picturing the geography of the overall Mediterranean region, right, which I probably am not because I'm very bad at that. 
Um, but, you know, it, it gave me the general correct vibe. And then the the and beyond part where I know there's an Olympus Mons on Mars, I believe it is, that, you know, um, where uh, we've gone ahead and named mountains on other planets after this same concept. Mm-hmm. So uh, I figured that that had to be the only choice. So I put down Olympus. Yep. I uh, As I was first reading this, I kind of thought Atlas for some reason. Mm. Uh, and then when I, when I saw the Across the Globe and Beyond, that's mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. what I said was, oh, this is Olympus because of Olympus Mons. Yeah. Okay. And I tried to think like, okay, is another mountain 675 miles on Northwest? Would that be Olympus? Sure. Could it also be Atlas? I feel like maybe it could have, but <laughs> the Beyond thing really pinned it for me. Sure. So I'll go with Olympus. And that was correct. And uh, the Atlas mount- Mountains, I've somehow remembered, are in Morocco. Oh, uh, okay. Specifically. Oh, and it's so, a whole range? Yeah, it's a range. Is there, there a single Mount Atlas? I have never heard okay. of one. I'm going to presume the there was, and it's very probably. close to Olympus, and would therefore have been absolutely <laughs> correct for this one. Yes, very not rational. For all the other information. I'm glad that we have to deem that your incorrect responses would, in some way, actually be correct. <laughs> that I did not actually make. <laughs> that you didn't actually make. Cover the bases there. <laughs> Question five uh, asks us: What is the accidental in musical notation? that changes a sharp or a flat back to the original note that it modifies. Uh, and I, I, I understood what this was going for. Like, I felt like it was the, um, is it, cause it says which either appeared within the measure or was indicated by a key signature. So is that like the, the sharps and flats that are way over to the left at the beginning of the bars? Uh, there the key sometimes? signature is that's that, the yes. key signature okay mm-hmm. so i knew that's what that was yes i had no idea what the name name of it is okay i'm sure i learned it because i took piano mm. and i learned a couple other instruments in my day but i have forgotten all of the uh the the words mm-hmm. for musics okay uh, except for the hemi demi semi quaver because that's hilarious <laughs> um so i just had to kind of figure well the 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 kind of reverse of an accidental would be an intentional. Oh. So I'll call this an intentional uh, sharp or flat. Okay. But again, extremely rational, that response. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I've evidently retained enough music theory knowledge um, from piano and guitar lessons over time uh, to remember that this is called a natural and it's kind of got a squarish shape with a couple of legs on either corner. And um, yeah, it just changes the tone back, um, whether it's, you know, as it notes in the question, whether it's in the key of whatever, and it just changes the sharp for that measure. Or if something, you know, you play a flat in a measure, and then in the same measure, you got to change it back. Um, you put the natural sign by that next note. Um, and you, you play the unmodified version of it. Um, yeah, the, this came to mind pretty quickly and hard on its heels because I am an old school mystery science theater uh, fan. <laughs> Mr. B Natural, one of the best shorts of all time um, from MST3K, also came to mind right away. And people on the Facebook groups have posted about that too. Okay. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that just kind of sticks in your craw um in 
in an amusing way. Um, but yeah, I, I knew that this is called The Natural. And that was correct. Well done. Huzzah. Question six asks us for the professional rhyming name of the rapper uh, whose uh, government name is Isis <laughs> Gaston. Right. And it lists several of her song titles. Um, but I just, you know, I, this is one where I was like, I will recognize the name when I see it. But I just don't know her work. And so I just ended up putting down a guess of Coco. I figured it'd be like a short kind of like two syllable kind of thing. And I thought maybe it would just be plain old two repeated syllables, you know, that's, yeah. that constitutes a rhyming name. Because um, often, you know, rap names are pretty short and sweet like that because you want them to be catchy and mm -hmm. easy to to insert in a song and easy to remember and all that kind of stuff. So um, just after flipping through a bunch of possibilities, I thought, yeah, Coco, that sounds reasonable. Why not? Yep, reasonable. Uh, I I knew that I knew this because uh, I knew there was a rapper with a rhyming name that I've seen kind of occasionally on TikTok uh, or, or heard about on TikTok and just kind of been on the fringes of my algorithm there. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to think, rhyming name, uh, and I figured this has got to be a female rapper. It doesn't specifically say it, but name Isis, I figure probably is going to be sure. uh, a woman. So I, I, and I tried to think, and finally it popped into my head, Ice Spice. Mm -hmm. uh, a person I do not know. I don't know whether I've heard any of her songs. If I have, it's in like fragments and on TikTok as people dance to it or some such. Sure. Uh, but none of the songs sounded familiar. Uh, but I figured Ice Spice. Yeah, that, that sounds right. I feel like she's uh, appeared very recently in my perception Mm -hmm. So a 2023 debut, yeah, we'll go with that. And that was the correct answer. Yeah. Well done. And as was pointed out after while we were discussing this, after we'd both answered, her name is Isis. Uh-huh. Ice Spice. Isis. Ice, yeah, Ice yeah, S. Yeah, Ice S. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, so, yeah, I was real happy to pull that one. That was mm -hmm. one of my uh, one of my better... Uh, Things that I probably should know more about, but don't, because I have a relatively <laughs> good pop music score. Mm -hmm. But if you if you go into the if you go into the weeds on it, it's like a really good pop music score from the 1960s through the 1990s, <laughs> and then less so. Right. And, uh, female rappers in particular, I feel like I've uh, I've blown <laughs> several of those questions mm. over the years. Yeah, I think not that long ago if i if, if there was some question that came up either last season maybe anyway yeah it's i i think that was a really good poll just in the sense that this is like sort of hot off the presses new pop music mm -hmm. which i certainly don't yeah keep up on i've heard of ice spice for sure um but you know again not to um to know any of these not to know the name by those song titles so um I, I do wish I'd sort of sat with uh, the name Isis a little longer because maybe that would have pulled something, but probably not. So I'm I'm not unhappy with my five out of six on this day. Um, and since we're recording a daylight, I can say that I tied. So yeah, it's uh, at seven five seven five, which yeah. uh, is perfectly okay with me at this point in the season <laughs> on the anti penultimate uh, match day. 
um, to feel pretty good about, you know, at least not being relegated. And Always yeah, a goal. I, I think you've, uh, I think you've locked that in at this point. Yeah. Yeah, possibly before the... this match day, but definitely after. Yeah, because right now you are nine point. You're, yeah, you're nine points up. So clearly mm -hmm. you've been doing all right that way. Yep, been hanging in there. Yep. So yeah, well done. Uh, I got five as well, and nice. I won uh, outright mm -hmm. with a yeah six five four four in the neighborhood. Okay, so pretty good. Tied seven five seven five in the private. Ah, so good sure. job, Bowman D. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd defended a little better there, but mm. oh well. Well, you're in like first place. I'm at the top of my B rundle, uh, in the uh, but it's real close. Like I think. Yeah, margins are thin. Yeah, one, two, three, and four are all sitting on twenty-eight points. Mm -hmm. It's just MPD that separates us. And that's so as been... of the following match day, though. Yes, but... th this is as of uh, this is after day twenty-three. Yes. So I am very much not uh, guaranteed anything at this point. Yeah, so. but better to be in that position than uh, yep. than the the battling upwards kind of. Yep, we got a. This is a kind of a harsh uh, group this time because the difference between uh, third bottom of the green and twenty third top of the red is nine points, nine match wow. points, twenty eight to That's nineteen. That's not that much. Yeah. yeah. So we've got some. Some actual players. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Zephyr B. So yep. well done to y'all. Coming on strong. Good job. So that's it for today. Tune in on uh, tomorrow, tomorrow for more post-game analysis. We'll post this one immediately. Yes. Uh, follow Learning Lag with all the vowels now on Blue Sky. And remember. Don't forfeit. Don't cheat.